more relaxed with her, laughed more easily, and there had been moments of passion, though he seemed almost apologetic about them afterwards. But there had been no intimacy. She did not feel that she knew him. He told her that a craft had become vacant on Kinness, and that it had been offered to him. But we would not need to live on the island, he said. It might be better not to live there. But you love it, she said. I can tell from the way you talk about it. You wouldn't be happy anywhere else. This was wishful thinking. She could not tell what he thought about the island, because he hardly ever talked about it. She thought his reluctance to move back was on her behalf. She enjoyed the honeymoon, but all the time they were in Cornwall she was thinking about moving to the island. Make the most of this, Jim said. You'll be there soon enough but she pestered him to tell her about it, to describe the people and the house where they would live, and to go over the plans for the journey, until he was quite irritated. You'll be there soon enough, he repeated. Eventually, they were almost there. They drove north and took the overnight ferry to Baltasay, the biggest island in the group. The car was packed with their things. Other belongings had been sent on ahead. They took a cabin on the ferry, but Sarah did not sleep well. She was too excited. She had been looking forward to this for so long. She wished that she could share her excitement with Jim, but he slept on the bunk above her and did not answer when she called out his name. The ferry pulled into the harbour on Baltasay very early in the morning. It was just as she had imagined. The harbour was full of fishing boats and gulls, and the grey and white houses were crowded together around the water. The streets were narrow and cobbled. Jim stood by her on the deck and pointed things out to her, his old school and houses where friends had lived. She was sure that he was pleased to be back. They had breakfast in a cafe overlooking the harbour, then drove to the south of Baltasay to catch the boat to Kinness. Once they were out of town, the landscape was bleak and windswept. There were no trees, even around the crofts, and there were black scars in the hillside caused by peat digging. The road was new and good. They came upon occasional pockets of development, an enormous oil terminal and a modern concrete housing estate which looked like a prison. She tried to persuade herself that she was glad it was so bleak and so strange, and that made the trip even more exciting. But she felt disturbed and a little frightened. The boat, the Ruth Isabella, belonged on Kinness and came to Baltasay once a week for mail, provisions, and passengers. Its base on Baltasay was a deep bay called Lutwick. There was a jetty there, but nothing more. Sarah had expected a village, more grey and white houses, perhaps a hotel where they could wait in comfort, but found only a corrugated iron shack, a telephone box, and a pebble beach. They were the first people to arrive at Lutwick. Later, when the boat appeared on the horizon, a mail van came down the road and parked by the hut, and then an old lady driving a delivery van with fresh meat, fruit, and vegetables. Inside the hut, a tray of bread stood next to some of their furniture, which had already been delivered. On the jetty there were drums of diesel and gas cylinders. The boat seemed to approach very quickly, and Sarah's high spirits returned. Baltasay might be bleak and ugly, but Kinness would be different. 
hadn't the newspaper said that it was paradise? As the Ruth Isabella drew nearer, the clouds parted and the sun came out. Sarah put her hand to her eyes to shield them from the reflected glare. Soon she could see every detail on the boat. Someone came out of the wheelhouse onto the deck and waved. The old lady got out of the van and began to unload the goods inside it. The skin on her face was as tough and red as that of an old Swede. The postman did not move, and she began to complain to him about how heavy the boxes were, but he did not take the hint and get out to help her. He wound down the window of the van and looked out at the boat. The old woman nodded at Sarah, who was standing some distance away. "'That'll be Sandy Stennett's new daughter-in-law, then,' she said to the postman. He grunted in reply, I think it's terrible sad for a young girl like that.